We remade an episode from 1994 and didn't change a thing. This is Corey, and this is the other in the podcast. Good afternoon, everybody. It's Rob. Welcome to episode 276 mm-hmm. of the Other the Podcast. Yep, I Coming believe that's true. <laughs> Coming to you from the hashtag OTA LA Studios, high above the 110 freeway in downtown Los Angeles, California. Thank you for joining us. Yes, thank you for listening on your podcatcher of choice. The easiest way to find it is anchor.fm forward slash O the Anthem. It'll direct you to whatever podcatcher you use. We're pretty much everywhere. I haven't heard of a single platform where we're not available, so... Uh, onus is on you to find us from there. Of course, yeah. And, of course, you can find us at uh, Twitter, on Twitter and Instagram at, at OTheAnthem. Uh, you're watching us right now at Facebook.com forward slash OTheAnthem. Uh, all the videos are available at YouTube.com forward slash OTheAnthem. And everything, including the merch store with brand new merch available, is available at OTheAnthem.com. Yes, indeed. Now, of course, uh, today is an auspicious day, Corey. I don't know if you remember that. Uh, today, we are... are Making history, if you will. Is it Bobby Bonilla Day and we forgot all over again? No, no, no. We got another year for that. Uh, but uh, today we are making one small step for a podcast and one giant leap for all podcast kind. Okay. Oh, it's the uh, 50th anniversary of the moon landing today. Oh, yeah. And nobody remembers. I've seen a lot of talk about it. I, I, I thought there was something else that was coming after that. I thought you were going to make some sort of Space Force. Oh, well, yeah. We, we also just watched the uh, My Cartoon President episode with Space Force, and uh, that, that show is getting a little uh, cartoony. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a little much. It's a little much. It's like, listen, the, uh, this presidency is crazy enough. We don't need to uh, go off the edge. <laughs> it's doing enough crazy shit. We don't actually need, uh, need more, I think. Yeah. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, that's not even on our topic list for today. I just remembered as we were about to start, like, hey, it's 50th anniversary of Apollo 11. Uh, Neil Armstrong, R.I.P. Buzz Aldrin. I saw I saw a great tweet. I can't remember who who sent it, but it was uh, Stanley Kubrick actually was responsible for faking the man moon landing. The Neil Armstrong would have gotten his line right. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> how do you know the moon landing was actually real? Yeah. Because uh, uh, Neil Armstrong wouldn't have blown his line on the way down. <laughs> but you know, it's uh. Yeah, we had an active discussion at work this week about whether or not the uh, whether or not the moon landing was actually uh, faked or whether it was real. And uh, I think that uh, the end result is uh, the people who work for me are really dumb. So that's I mean, these are same people that I had discussions with about uh, flat Earth, and there are genuinely two flat Earthers who work in my office, and uh, I don't know what to do about that. I um, it, it's it's unbelievable to me that some people still feel that way i don't know yes. I, I just don't even know what you what you would say to these it's like everything is an illusion basically that's their yeah well i mean and I, I am of the belief that uh, the universe is a two-dimensional projection in three-dimensional space and you know me elon musk and uh <laughs> some se- several other very smart people but Good group but yeah Good it's, group. A, it's, a, it's an, an elite group of people <laughs> if you will uh but i mean like uh inside that illusion or the projection i suppose uh, yeah. earth is round and we did go to the moon and if you and I were to go outside tonight, we could bounce a laser off the moon, mm-hmm. a mirror that Alan Shepard put up uh, on Apollo 15, and have it bounce back at our feet. So I don't know how that would be possible unless we went to the moon. Unless there's somebody up in the sky constantly waiting for somebody to shoot laser. Like, where'd it come from, L.A.? Pshh. Or uh, This will freak them out. Or Space Force. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's just satellites up there reflecting stuff back. Could be that, too. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> or aliens are doing it. I mean, have we ruled out aliens? I, I mean, guess, yeah, we haven't ruled out aliens. Um, they're going to fire on us. We're going to fire on them. <laughs> beep, beep. They're just very weak aliens. Yeah, they're, they're very like weak lasers. Red laser pointer back at us. And we're like, <laughs> oh, look at that. It came back. Yeah. <laughs> That's their version of like a, uh, a taser. 
Yeah. Like in their society, that tases somebody. In ours, it's just like a little light, and we're just like, oh. Here's the thing, too. It's super weird. If you have a powerful enough laser. That must have come off the moon. If you have a powerful (laughs) enough laser, um, when you turn it on, you actually wait. There's like a pause. Yeah. Because, again, light travels at 186,000 feet per second, and the moon, or miles per second. Meters per second? It's something. It's a lot. It's very fast. But the moon is very far away, and it's an object that we can bounce things off of and get back. So it's the thing where if you aim it correctly and you turn it on, then there's like a two-second pause before you see it on the ground. Yeah. And that just shows the speed of light. And if the sun blows <laughs> the up. The latency of lights. Yeah. If the sun blows up, we won't know about it for eight minutes. There's uh, that, too. It's all sorts of exciting stuff. All that and more coming up on Rob <laughs> Explains Everything. Oh, I found out this week, by the way, YouTube. Has a Google has a billion dollar reserve that they are giving away for educational videos on really? YouTube. Really? So if creators can make uh, researched educational videos that people can go to a- in an effort to, by the way, fight the like, fake news and flat mm-hmm. earth videos and everything, they're going to start sponsoring creators and giving away this billion dollars. And in return to that, what I said is. Rob explains everything. Coming very <laughs> soon, new videos. We are going to get to work on that YouTube. Uh, I don't Listen, know if you've seen my unlisted uh, video. Just make a make a make a billion dollar donation to the I'd to be, the Rob Benevolent Fund. I'd be happy. We'll make it out to uh, <laughs> listen. Uh, I want to make sure that this uh, donation goes to the right place. I want to give it to my favorite charity, Catholic All Saints Hospital. Uh, and you know that's <laughs> just probably, use the acronym. It's, uh, it's just easier. use the acronym. Toss it on the check. Send it my way. I'll make sure it gets there. Uh, I'm sure it'll be fine. So it's it's a uh, tax. Jack Donaghy, you're not gonna make a fool out of me. Well, in more legitimate news, uh, I know that this must be one of uh, the most exciting weekends uh, that you've had in a long time. Yes. Well, one, you're not working. That's yeah. certainly <laughs> exciting. That's... That makes it a that makes it a free weekend. <laughs> yes. Um, when you're working and everyone else is having fun, it's just like we're gonna go to Napa this weekend. I'm just like. Hmm. Me too, but I'll be standing out in the 110 degree heat and holding a boom pole. So uh, sorry about that. Uh, but yeah, no. Um, Tonight, I don't even know if you talked about it this week on social media at all, but tonight... Uh, well, we talked about it last week. We got the Chinese... No, you didn't talk about this. What? I didn't find about th- this until after we were done, and we were talking about scheduling, and I actually said, why didn't you talk about oh, this? Yeah. So there okay. you go. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, Michael and Michael are gay, which is a web series I worked on, uh, got into Outfest, which is happening in Hollywood uh, mm-hmm. this weekend, and uh, their screening is tonight, and it's at the historic Chinese theater, formerly Grauman's Chinese Theater. Yes. Uh, where many... Incredible red carpet events have happened throughout the course of Hollywood history. It's like Grauman, uh, infamous racist. That's why he called it the Chinese, after all. Is it? No. <laughs> it would look like a Chinese theater. That's yeah, why he called it that. I know. I mean, Chinese theater design is like one of the staples, along with Egyptian, which is he also has. A Grauman's Egyptian. See? Racist. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, though, if you had... <laughs> Like you walk in, walk in, and it's just like China people go home, and you're just like, oh, maybe he is racist. Maybe he's actually racist. <laughs> I uh, didn't realize it's right there on the foundation. Uh, very the confusing. Guy, the person who works there is just like, yeah, he was a really bad racist. I'm just like, I didn't even know. It's just like, <laughs> to be fair though, uh, he built it in 1912. <laughs> Why do you think we had to change the name? <laughs> he built it in 1912. It was like <laughs> to a Chinese company. We had to sell it to a Chinese company to make this right. To be fair, he built it in like 1912, so it's that colloquial racism where it's like, well, everybody was a little racist. Yeah. Like, come on, it's totally fine. It's Rooney totally fine. had Rooney had to play that Chinese role. There was nobody else who could do it. Yeah, listen, it's not like uh, Trump racism. That's uh, a whole different bag. We know better now, and uh, he just doesn't care. Yeah, 
Um, but yeah, so red carpet tonight at the Chinese, and uh, looking forward to that and seeing the the Michael and Michael crew, and then going out later and having some drinks, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, a lot of fun. I'm uh, it's just, whenever you can like put yourself in the same conversation as like Bogart or something like yeah. that, or Chaplin, or like any of the luminaries who have walked a red carpet at that. Uh, you know, it's just like a. Uh, when we go uh, prior to the Oscars, when they're still setting up, but mm-hmm. they have the red carpet down, and you can walk the red carpet of the Oscars, right. it's like this cool little like, you know, like in seventy-two hours' time. Yep. <laughs> Here's Tarantino what I will be on these steps. Here's what I predict. Now that you've done that, it's like touching the Stanley Cup. Oh no, I can't do it again. It. Now you'll never, you'll never touch it for yourself again. See, but I earned it. That's part of the part of the thing of the you you don't touch the Stanley Cup until you've won it. Right. Yeah. So I was part of the team. No, but you walked, that made the you walk the red carpet. You walk the Oscar red carpet, and now oh, you'll never man. go, never go on your own. Oh well. Although I mean, they need seat fillers <laughs> every year, so I mean, I suppose you could do that. <laughs> as long as I don't walk the Independent Spirit Awards red carpet, mm, that's yeah, that's probably yeah. where I'm gonna end up being more often than not. Probably so, yeah. Uh, but so uh, red carpet tonight. Get over to the Indie Spirits with Tyke Waikiki. It's uh, the red carpet tonight. Very exciting. Uh, but uh, and of course that's why we're recording early. Uh, for those of you who are watching live, Facebook.com forward slash the anthem. Uh, we're recording it on nearly two p.m. Pacific time. So that's yeah. uh, five. five. Eastern, wow. Ridiculously early. Um, but also... It's like a day game. I know, right? Like <laughs> business and special over here. Um, but uh, more exciting things happening tomorrow. Yeah. And uh, that's why uh, we are also recording today, right? As opposed tomorrow. to Sunday. Because yeah. then also, I'm going to be in Phoenix on Monday. Oh, so that's we right. can't record then. Yeah. Because I'm going to go see uh, AJ at, the, at Chase Field. Um and I guess the Orioles will be there too. So <laughs> there will be the Baltimore Sports Club will be fielding a team of some variety. I'm just gonna be there cheering Adam Jones. Oh, didn't they win like eleven to two the other day? Yeah, like, but then I think they lost two to eleven today. So it's like how the, does what is this team? I don't understand. <laughs> Three words: World Series tickets. <laughs> I do love it. There is an account that just every time they win, like all 26 wins so far this year, has just been like, I don't know about you guys. This team's turning it around right now. We're going to go on an incredible win streak. Well, what's Let's get what's tickets. great about baseball is that like a team can be like, uh, can have struggles and then turn it around. Oh, over, the Rockies over a couple a long years ago. A, yeah. Well, the Giants specifically now. They oh, were yeah. like 14 games under 500, like going into like May or something like that. And now they're 500 again. Yeah. And they just won seven straight, and like it's like you know, like people are going like, well, I don't know, maybe the Giants can actually still can pull this back, off. Yeah. But like the Orioles at this point, I think would have to win like all thirty of, games. All in a of row. them, <laughs> all of them, they need to win every game that's left. So uh, don't think the chances are good, but you know, a little West Coast swing. The Orioles yes. traditionally have done terrible on the West Coast. <laughs> But instead Maybe of we can uh, buck some trends here, and instead of leaving for Phoenix uh, early, you have other plans on Sunday. Yes, uh, yeah. I have uh, procured tickets for uh, the Lion King at the Alamo Draft House for its opening weekend. I'm sorry, what did you say? Wh- where are these tickets for? At the Alamo Draft House downtown Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah, uh, much discussed on this podcast over the last three three years. years. It was supposed to open four years ago, yeah. by the way, just as a, as a reminder. I read an art- article, though, uh, in the L.A. Times where Tim League, the founder of Alamo, was, like, talking about it. He's just like, yeah, so, I mean, like, originally it was, like, there was a lot of problems with, like, financing of the actual, like, space. Yeah. And, like, how we were, when we were able to actually get in there and start, like, 
building. Yeah. And that kept getting moved back. But then about halfway through the process, when we were still waiting, we were just like, well, why don't we just redesign this whole thing? Why don't we just like take the time to like think about how we're going to lay this out better? And then the the last couple years of delays have been because Alamo decided to go a completely different way with the way they designed it. Yeah. And now it's finally ready. But yeah, so they're doing like uh, preview screenings this weekend, basically, where they're like training the staff and making sure everyone's ready to go. Yeah. Uh, it's discounts on food, but not on tickets. Hmm, I wonder why. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm going to finally get to see it. It's it, it's a, it's a big moment. Yeah. It, it, I feel like... Uh, Downtown specifically needs this sort of thing. Sure. Because yeah. it's not like a Regal where it's like this huge complex with hundreds of seats or thousands of seats. It's a much smaller, much more intimate thing, but like also a place for like, you know, your art house indies and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And like events. I think this would be a great event space as well. So, yeah. And I am, um, I'm looking forward to uh, your experience because, uh, of course, uh, there'll be a, a new video up on Cory Baker Filmmaker mm-hmm. this week. Um, and uh, Corey does talk about the theaters that he sees the movies in, not just the films themselves. Uh, and I'm looking forward to this because, uh, much like a um, you know still virginal 21 year old, I feel like you've been building this place up in your mind for the last four years, and uh, you're just setting yourself up for disappointment. It's never going to be I'm, as good as as you think it's going to be. I'm gonna I'm gonna go there and I'm just gonna be like, this sucks. Yes, basically. Why, why was I so excited about this? This sucks. Like, hey, listen, I came here early. I got prepared, and it's all over in 30 seconds. I don't even know what's going on. My feet didn't recline enough. My burger was overcooked. Yeah. Uh, there was somebody talking in the middle of it, but the staff doesn't know about the <laughs> rules yet, and they didn't even kick <laughs> them out. They didn't. They only showed two comical. Videos about how they kick out talkers. Mm. They didn't show three. Yes, that's these you. Are, these, that's yeah, you. These are that's all going to be theater. things I say on the in that voice too. I'm going to do that voice when I when I talk about it. Sure, I'm excited. <laughs> should about that be my new like go to? Yeah, I think that's your. You should Guys. be. That should be your complainer voice right there. That's your complainer voice. Uh, I've heard that voice a lot. Anyway, uh, so uh, it's not so different from your regular voice. I think <laughs> it's actually. a little. It's a little bit more grating. <laughs> so you're, uh, I mean, obviously you're looking forward to Alamo Draft House. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and uh, of course, I'm, I'm going to Phoenix where there's like nine of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the very next day yeah. <laughs> uh, for three days. Yeah. And uh, a little shout out to a friend of the show, Roberto, who uh, bitched out on the sweetest deal <laughs> possible to go to Phoenix. So, and uh, uh, advice for everyone. Uh, uh, quite, uh, so, I, I guess let's throw this out open <laughs> to the people who are. Who are listening to me. Yeah. I was planning to go to Phoenix anyway. So yes. I said, uh, I will cover all the costs that I was already planning on paying. Yeah. So I will drive out there. Sure. I will pay for the gas and tolls maybe on the nah. way out there. It's it's an Arizona. There's no yeah. I, I didn't figure there would be. To but be fair, knows, I mean, California yeah. may charge you to escape, but I don't <laughs> think that Arizona is going to charge anything once you're there. Uh, so tolls, gas... Uh, accommodations, and then even baseball tickets. So all you would have to the deal. Yeah, yeah. All you would have to do is literally just be able to like feed yourself for three days, or don't eat, or, or don't. don't yeah, eat I mean, like days. you don't I mean, have to eat. I wasn't, you know, I I just figured you'd want to, hey, but hey, you know, pack up, uh, pack in your bag of uh, the food, <laughs> make some, make some sandwiches before you leave. Where did we go? Where somebody packed like a bag full of food to bring on the trip with us? Was it Vegas? I feel like it was yeah, Ve- I think it was a when Vegas the whole trip. crew went to yeah. Vegas and then one bag was just food that nobody ate 
all weekend long. It was a duffel bag full yes. of snacks. And, and yeah. also alcohol. The alcohol did get drank. But uh, nobody <laughs> ate the many of the snacks uh, because we were in Vegas and we just ate yeah. out. Because that's what you do. So... Anyway, yeah, I think we're gonna... the snacks were for the trip. It was just way too many snacks. Yeah, duff... Okay, a duffel bag, a duffel bag full of snacks. That just in case up... we get hungry on the five-hour drive. It ended up in the back of the vehicle where no one could <laughs> access it during the drive, and uh, yeah, so super, super. Anyway, um, yeah, sweetheart deal. He didn't go, so uh, yeah. I guess it's just all me. Everybody uh, gives some hatred to uh, your favorite, or who he thinks he's. He thinks he's the uh, fan's favorite. I think. Yeah. So let him know. But um. So you'll be out until Wednesday. Game is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Business um, is special on Wednesday. Right. And then you're heading back right after that. Yep. So uh, it's about an eight-hour trip to Phoenix. Uh, after the business is special, you'll have your eight-hour trip back right until you hit L.A. And then eight hours from San Bernardino to downtown. <laughs> uh, so you're looking at 16 hours probably on that trip back. Yeah. But um, And through the high desert in summer. That sounds uh, sounds like a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's uh, going to be a very, very good trip for you. Yeah. I, I would like to leave for the Monday part in the night. I feel like I can do that where... Scream across the desert like a bat. Just... <laughs> Fair enough. Just midnight, just rolling through. Oh, here, here. You know what? I got an idea. Forget the car. Naruto run through the desert all the way to Phoenix. I think you could do it. Carrying about. Like the... Oh, like physically running. Yeah, do you know what a Naruto run is? No. That's where you sweep your arms back. You, you run so fast, you have no idea. I, have you not heard about Naruto running? No. Oh, well, the reason it's in the news recently, reason it's in the news recently, because that is how they are going to storm Area 51. Oh, my God. Yes. Naruto runners, commence. Let's go. Um, so it's been in the news the last couple of weeks. We haven't talked about it because... I knew from the beginning that it just had to be a joke. Yeah, there was no way this was like a real thought by somebody. But okay. The problem is, as many things do in the internet, it took off. Yeah. And now people... Well, because are... there was a lot of people who heard it. It was like, why don't we do that? Yes. And then so like there was the original joke, and it was followed up by the meme jokes where it's like, yo, I'm about to go fuck me an alien. Like, <laughs> this is going to be good. I'm going to get an interstellar girlfriend. Yeah. Made by a bunch of guys who can't get a human girlfriend, <clears throat> and somehow the alien is going to be the one that wants them. Um, and my favorite part of this whole story... Uh, okay, so yeah, so memes, and then real people are like, yeah, why don't we go storm it? And then they get encouraged by the jokers to like, yeah, we absolutely should. Now there's like 1.5 million people saying that they're coming out to storm Area 51, and the uh, whole theme is like, they can't stop all of us. And uh, my favorite meme of this movement is uh, uh, st- uh, stormers. They can't stop all of us. And then it's a Marine sitting at a minigun that fires 3,000 rounds per minute. And the caption is laughing at 3,000 rounds per minute. Because, <laughs> yeah, uh, you come streaming across the open desert, uh, some salt flat. Especially if everyone's doing like... Yeah. I'm just going to wait till you get real close and then like... See, but <laughs> here's the problem. The, I, I feel like there's like a uh, the, the government doesn't have a huge success record of doing this well. Like this is just going to end up being like Waco where like 3,000 oh, people get. <laughs> here's the problem, though. There is no satellite overflies of Area 51. Mm-hmm. There is no cell service out at that part of the desert. Yeah. So 
it's theoretical that the next time that there's a commercial flight or a commercial flight over or a commercial uh, satellite goes over, that all there is is just red spots all through the desert. And uh, the government spokesman's just like, yeah, you know, it's uh, weird. They came, uh, we thought they were coming on that day and uh, nobody showed up. I'm like, yeah, do you want to explain these uh, freshly turned over sections right here? Like, mm, weird. We were doing some construction. Yeah. What about the red out here? Uh, it rained a little bit. Rust. Uh, that, the that's a iron. clay deposit. Yeah, the iron and clay just got a little wet from the rain, and now it just uh, it turns red on Saturday. weird how it happens. Strange. Nobody's seen Billy for a while. Mm, hmm. I don't think Billy really existed. <laughs> Are we sure that these aren't all Russian bots? Uh, I'm just saying. It could be Russian bots. Anyway, you guys have been asking too many questions, so here come the men in black. <laughs> yes. Here come the men in black. Everybody, if you'll, uh, if you'll uh, point your attention right here for me. Boom. Just everyone collectively look at this spot. No cheating. Everyone look. Everybody look. Um, yeah, so, but no, my favorite part of this whole story is that there is a picture from a Pentagon briefing. I just of, saw the part of me where I was dancing. Into that. <laughs> There's a picture from a Pentagon briefing. Sometimes where, I feel like I'm Orson Welles. <laughs> How serious I take this off. Yeah, yeah, very much so. It's uh, it's like radio theater. It's classic radio theater. We are telling the news here. Um, but there's a picture out of a Pentagon briefing where there's a general who is sitting in serious contemplation. I mean, he's like this. Mm-hmm. And there is a gentleman at the front of the room, a full-grown adult male, soldier. Yeah. High-ranking. Got a lot. Got a lot here. Got a lot of badges here. Mm-hmm. Got some gold up here. Got some bars and stuff. A couple of bars up here. A lot of, a lot of like the flag stuff here. Mm-hmm. And the general, deep in contemplation, guy at the front of the room. <laughs> He's showing him what a Naruto run is, yeah. and I'm like, oh, oh my god, this is amazing. <laughs> I am so glad that this has happened. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't. I'm like, you guys have made this an amazing thing, and uh, I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited for all of it. I, I. Uh... I don't know what to. I mean, like, I I feel like all the buildup of saying that we're gonna crash Area Fifty One has yeah. kind of like, like at this point, there's nothing there right now, right? Like, yes, of course there is. I mean, no, I mean, like, hi, uh, there, there's been a lot of discussion about how some of the most important artifacts that might be at Area Fifty One have already moved on to different locations. Well, no, and so the the reality is everything that people think is alien technology at Area Fifty One. Uh, we know what some of that was. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this object came streaking over Area 51 and we saw it. Yeah, it was an SR-71 Blackbird. Travels at three times the speed of sound. Heats up so hot that as it takes off, it's leaking gasoline because the plates of the fuel tank actually have to get up to temperature because they seal together. It expands and seals when it gets up to speed. Mm. If they made it sealed, it would explode at yeah. temperature. So, um, the... They're like, oh, this object, this triangle-shaped object came over, and it wasn't making a sound. Yeah, you know what that was? Stealth bomber. Yeah. There's a stealth bomber they were designing there. Uh, so is there anything at Area 51? There absolutely is. The Skunk Works, where they design new futuristic planes that look nothing like what we would expect, like a triangle that flies. Right. Uh, or a uh, the stealth attack fighter, the F-117, that doesn't make a sound as it flies over, which has got to be... By the way, if you're getting bombed by a, a stealth bomber or a uh, F-117, the imagine that you it's in the daytime and you can see it, and there's this triangle-shaped object, and it goes overhead, and you're waiting for that delta, like to for it to come over, and then yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. nothing, 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 boom, you're dead. Explosion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it is no sound, and you're dead. Um, 
So there is stuff there. Uh, probably not aliens. Probably not any artifacts. Um, it's just going to be uh, the reason they kill people when they try to come in is because they don't want, you know, a Chinese spy to get in to take pictures of the plane that we're building so that the Chinese know. <laughs> Counter proposal for the U.S. government. Yes. Uh, why don't we uh, just like on the you know, like build it in. I'm sure there's a lot of space between like the actual base and the gates at yes. Area 51. Yeah. So maybe just like funnel everyone to one entrance and then just in that that chasm between gate and kill and zone. Plan. No, kill no, zone. no, no. I'm with you. Yeah. Just build like a little like fake Area 51 oh. with like little aliens that like oh. like clear like get the people at Disney who do mm. the Pirates of the Caribbean ride or something like that. Get some like fake aliens singing. <laughs> We're a small world after all, or something like that. We're pirates <laughs> on the moon. We're pirates <laughs> on the moon. Yes. Aliens are here. Yeah. And then just have all the people go by and like, oh, oh my god. And then so they leave because they didn't really want to storm Area Fifty One. But now they're like pot committed. Yes. And then you yeah. gave them some sort of like, no, we saw the aliens dancing and doing the hula hoop. Like mm-hmm. clearly, we we saw what Area Fifty One has to offer. It was there. I don't know what to tell you guys. Uh, and then the government could just be like, have a nice day, and everyone leaves, and nobody has to die. Okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> and then, like, uh, you know, like, all the all the people who are there, like, all the influencers with their Instagrams, they could take pictures of themselves with an alien and just be like, Area 51 was the coolest pop-up ever. I do think that uh, this is fueled <laughs> a lot by uh, influencers. Yeah. Um, just wanting to get a picture. It's just pop-up culture. It's yeah. fine. Yep. Um, but, you go to uh, Save by the Max, you take some pictures, you leave. It doesn't really matter. The dinner pay- was good. $27 for the like average cheeseburger. Like just a just an average cheeseburger, $27 cuz we wanted to take I had selfies. chicken nuggets for dinner because I wanted to eat with Zach Morris. Yeah. Because I want to take a picture with a By the way, you can't even tell it's me. I'm holding Mr. Belding's face in front of me, but that's why I paid $17 for chicken nuggets. Yeah, so, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Thanks Save by the Max. Uh, actually though, that was a lot. That's <laughs> a good time. Here's what the, what I'll say. I think that it there is a chance, however, that 1.5 million people could storm Area 51 successfully. The problem is you don't tell the people you're coming. The yeah. number one thing you have is the element of surprise when this is happening. Yeah. Uh, maybe go to tour. Which is why I'm saying, like, I, I doubt anything of, of worth is there. Like, Oh, if it, I, I mean, that part if is If there true. was anything in Area yeah. 51, at this point, the government has thought enough about, like, oh, maybe they might actually try and do this. Let's so we it. should move all that yeah. shit. Um, yeah, it, you you put it up in July or June, and you're like, <laughs> September, we do this. Like, yeah. N- no, that's eh, too much warning, guys. <laughs> Somebody's driving out with a station wagon with aliens in the back. <laughs> uh, Don't mind me, Jim, just going to the dry cleaners. <laughs> okay, enjoy those shirts. <laughs> Will do. Be back in seven to ten business days. Yes. Absolutely. Off to Kentucky with the aliens. Well, probably Ohio because uh, allegedly that's where they took the vehicles first. Mm. Right? Patterson Air Force Base in Ohio. Mm. Uh, so how about that? How about it? we all say we're storming Air 51? Go to right <laughs> And then go to, go to Patterson and Yes. Spin? Be like, we know you got that fucking alien. Uh, <laughs> Tony, uh, Anton Ellis has joined us and uh, has commented, like the moon landing, <laughs> which we talked about earlier, Tony. You came in a little late. <laughs> moon landing, not fake. But it's the anniversary today, so I'm glad that you're on the ball with <laughs> that. Um, anyway, so uh, don't storm Area 51. It's really stupid. You're going to get shot um, if you cross the border. Yeah. You shouldn't do that. Um, back to reality and real things that happen. The second Dem debate is coming up. Yes. And uh, they did the lottery 
this week. Yeah. And yeah. I have to think that as they're pulling results, there's got to be somebody at CNN or at the Dem party that is like, that first night, not looking great. Come on. Let's, uh, let's get a little something here. Come on. What do we got going on? Because uh, the results uh, were a little skewed. To me, it seems like basically the same debate, only with like slightly different. Yeah. Well, uh, so one person's gone. Uh, Smallwood is out. Swalwell. Swalwell. Yeah. Smallwood. Uh, Swalwell. Yeah, because we know all of their names because it makes sense that they're presidential candidates. We should know who they are, right? Um, Swalwell is out. And uh, who is joining? There's somebody. Steve Bullock. Steve Bullock's in. The governor of Montana. Yes, he's in. Um, so and part of the reason why it seems like he didn't qualify for the first debate was because he was like the last person to join the race and didn't have enough time to like build up, get the, the votes and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm looking, uh, Corey's got the, uh, the lineup the pulled, lineup up, pulled here. up here. There's a lot of similarity in that first night, night one, which is July 10th, 30th, 30th, there yeah, you go. 30th yeah. and 31st. Um, looking very similar for some reason. What commonality would you say those people have amongst themselves? Well, they all appear to be white, but one yes. of them also appears to have a little bit of Native American blood in her, so. <laughs> what? <laughs> listen. She's the one who said it. Listen. <laughs> our candidates don't have enough problems. You're going to tear them down, too? Uh, Come just, on. It was just a fun little jab. It's uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, so other than the one two hundred and seventy, And one of, of them's named Beto, but he looks awfully Irish. I don't <laughs> Other than I don't the, necessarily understand what's going on here. Uh, other than the one two hundred seventieth of Elizabeth Warren, and <laughs> apparently the first name of Beto, uh, everyone on night one white as the driven snow. I don't know this John Hickenlooper guy. It might be a yawn. Nope, nope, definitely a John. Juan Hickenlooper. Uh, he's got that uh, white male pattern baldness, right? And that that's definitely a white trait. No, that's John Delaney. Oh, that's the other John. Sorry. By the way, <laughs> Tim there's Ryan. two Johns on the same night. Tim that Ryan, is a white night. <laughs> Tim Ryan, in his picture, still looks like he was caught off guard. <laughs> wait, 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 let me see. Like right there. He's smiling. Like He's staring said. right at camera. But it literally looks like somebody was just like, hey, Tim, look over here. And he's like. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I should say, to be fair, uh, Bernie Sanders is. On he would make uh, Tim Ryan would make a great president if there was some sort of like alien invasion or some other like really weird like a current. Like, yeah. You remember when Bush was reading to. uh uh, the elementary, yeah, yeah. The elementary school students when the 9-11 attack was happening yeah. and the first look he had was just sort of like oh no like he was trying to like convey the confidence but like at the same time like his head came up and his eyes sort of like <laughs> like dilated a little bit he was just like oh shit <laughs> like this is happening right now well this to is kind of like tim ryan would be great if he was president and something like that happened and then he had to like look up slowly with those Dead beady. <laughs> I got a. Uh, I got an alternative. Uh, let's just make him an actor, and we'll put that in a movie sometime. So he's not actually president of the United States. Uh, and and I I should note Bernie Sanders is on night one. Yeah, and he is a uh, Jewish. He would be the first Jewish president. Mm. So I suppose in a way <laughs> that we know of. No, <laughs> well, I suppose in a way that makes it uh, there makes some diversity. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, Budajaj is on night one. Mm-hmm. He speaks a bunch of languages. That adds a little diversity. <laughs> Beto. Kind of speak Spanish, so uh, there's Marianne Williamson who uh, is crazy. So there's some <laughs> diversity, yeah, sure. Uh, but yeah, not not looking very diverse night one. But then night two, uh, and listen, they did a drawing, so it's not as if they they made it this way. Yeah, but uh, 
Way more diverse. Night two. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's still only like four people, though. But it's all of them. I mean, it's all of the diverse yeah. candidates. Uh, Julian Castro. Cory uh, Booker. Cory Booker. Kamala Harris. Mm-hmm. Andrew Yang. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Bill de Blasio, who's one fourth idiot. Uh, I mean, it, there, uh, Andrew Yang, who uh, <laughs> probably falls in that category for multiple yeah. reasons. Oh, man. I, I just don't like. I, I don't necessarily understand what we're going to get from this debate that we didn't get the first time around. I almost kind of feel like uh, they should have more of like a debate where it's just like people coming. You know when they had like the town hall debates where it's like O'Malley's going to get the first 20 minutes yeah, and then, or yeah. like the first 40 minutes is O'Malley and then Sanders for 40 and then Hillary for 40. And it's just like people asking questions and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Like I feel like if you're going to have like this humongous clown car of people why not just like make like an it's like debate Saturday at CNN and we're just going to have like one huge town hall and like the candidates to sort of like come in at random. Yeah. So well, it's like, hey, here's Pete Buttigieg. Or put them all up there and we treat it like an old school heavyweight bout. There is no round limit. We are going to do rounds. They're each going to be at least three minutes before we cut to a commercial. And that's a, basically how long they have between commercials. And we're going to let citizens come in and out. So if you want to ask a question, get in line. And then it's like hour 19 of debate number two. Uh, we just lost Elizabeth Warren. Uh, to her credit, she went down right on stage. But, uh, you know, now she joins the other well, seven I've, candidates. I've heard other people sort of discuss the idea of like a Royal Rumble style debate, which <laughs> I think would be a lot of fun. Like as soon as you say something so stupid, you shouldn't be on the stage anymore. Ding. Like. <laughs> Just like Anderson Cooper's got like the red button. Yeah. It's just like <laughs> Joaquin Castro just or uh Julian Castro. Joaquin Castro. <laughs> it's his twin brother. Julian Castro just threw uh <laughs> threw uh Beto O'Rourke under the bus, so he is now eliminated and yes. then he just falls yeah. through the floor. And then every two minutes we get like a new candidate like running into the debate. Everybody's got a We're gonna have Jim Ross there, like going like, Oh my god, oh my god, it's Tulsi Gabbard, she's coming in hot. She steps out, <laughs> downs the rest of her Jack and Coke, throws the glass down, and like runs toward the stage. Yeah, get the sound of the glass shattering. Dun 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 dun. dun. Oh, oh, oh Gabber. The music comes Stunner. out. Stunner, Stone Cold Stunner. The glass shatters. The music starts. Tulsi comes out, clinks the Jack Daniels together, pours both bottles into her mouth, throws them to the side, runs down to the stage. It'd be amazing. I will say though, the Undertaker's here. I like my uh, I like my uh, long term like let it run until citizens run out of questions because yeah. everyone will look haggard at the end of that debate. Yeah, except for Pete Buttigieg, he'll still be sitting there perfectly quaffed, just like smiling. You know, I um I had a good time at this debate, and uh, everyone there's literally a dead body on the stage. Somebody died from exhaustion. He's just like, you know, it's a, when I was in Afghanistan. Joe uh, Biden has replaced himself with a cardboard cutout. He's like. <laughs> I got places to be, champ. So uh, we're just going to let you guys at home know that we have eliminated Joe Biden. We're going to show you video from the commercial break. Here's Joe uh, not so subtly replacing himself with a cardboard cutout of himself. Uh, It does have a button on the back. And whenever anyone asks him a question, he uh, has an assistant sneak out. Press that little button on the back. We're not entirely sure, but we think Jay Inslee is wearing glasses that make it look like he's awake when he's actually asleep. (laughs) <laughs> yes, yes. Like uh, Anderson Cooper sitting behind the table going like, does nobody want to debate? <laughs> well, no, it, it gets a little bit bad. And, uh, you know, Pete Buttigieg looks over at uh, one of the other candidates and then looks at Anderson. And Anderson just goes, mm, finish him. 
<laughs> Done. <laughs> it just turns into a bloodbath. On the plus side, though, we'd come out with far fewer candidates than we went in, and that's really the goal. We want to get to less candidates. So, um, But I think you're right, though. Uh, overall, this is just going to be a repeat of the first time. New people versus new people to, in some respect, but mostly a waste of our time. Okay, so. I just had a dumb but possibly brilliant idea. <laughs> Those are the best guy. <laughs> it could be. It could go either way. So let's let's see. Let's flush it out a little bit and see. Uh, what if we had an invitational debate prior to the actual debate starting? Okay. So like, uh, say it starts at eight p.m. Right. Mm-hmm. We have an invitational debate for the kids at six thirty, and you just like have like hosted by like Jake Paul or something like that, right? And just have him like ask like stupid, embarrassing questions of the candidates. Did you say Jake Paul? Yeah. Like isn't, YouTube Jake Paul? Yeah, isn't that the idiot, the one who raps all the time and stuff like oh, that? Oh yeah, yeah, and he uh, looked, he showed, shot Did a video the of a suicide follow. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that guy. Right. Yep. Uh, or who, who, who's another thing that? See, clearly, I don't know anything because that's where my knowledge of the kids ends. Like, mm-hmm. is there a better YouTuber there right now? That no, no, I do think uh, we just get Team Ten out there. It can be all of Team Ten asking questions. You don't know who Team Ten is, but that's, yeah, that's it Jake could Paul's just be, ra- but random yeah. YouTubers could yep. just be the people who are asking questions, and then like, uh, uh, just. Candidates who are up there. Joe Biden, <laughs> have you ever shot a firecracker out of your ass? Yeah. And then just watch the candidates, like, see who can react best to, like, stupid questions. Because I feel like if you have a candidate up there who's, like, Marion Williams and is just like, that's a really interesting question. I have many answers for you about shooting firecrackers from your ass. I then, have, like, we could just be like, you know what? You're actually taking this seriously. Get the fuck out. You're not allowed see, to run for president. You say like, that? All I want is, like, Bernie Sanders up there going, like, what does this have to do with America? You say that. Uh, I have concerns that the next day, uh, there be- <laughs> Williamson jumps to a 40% lead amongst the millennials. And it's like, uh, millennials, for some reason, really, really finding a voice in, uh, in Williamson. And uh, Listen, concerned. I never thought about the firecracker in the ass debate before, but now that she brought it up, she made some pretty salient points. Yeah, uh, 50-year-olds are thinking, uh, is this a president I want to have a beer with? <laughs> Tim, <But> millennials. Ryan's, <laughs> Tim Ryan's like, I'll literally do it. Come on. <laughs> Somebody give me a firework. I'll Someone got right a lighter. Now. I'm not allowed to smoke anymore. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. Uh, I listen. I I think the invitational the worst, idea is good. The worst part is by making it invitational, you're just ensuring <laughs> yourself all the candidates who aren't good enough to really make the like. Yeah, like yeah. Andrew Yang would show up. Like, what's what's he got to lose? You right? know. And by the way, uh, another all scary proposition: you would immediately be able to identify all the people who wouldn't be able to win by who shows up to the invitational debate beforehand. But again, the problem: uh, it looks like our new front runners coming out of the uh, debates last night. Andrew Yang, <laughs> Williamson, jumping to 40% each. Joe Biden down to an abysmal 2%. Uh, it's crazy. Uh, America has decided that they are crazy for Yang after watching him floss flawlessly <laughs> during, the, during the invitational debate held right before the real debate. Oh, my God. <laughs> No, uh, I mean, like, because, like, uh, 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 so we were we we passed by the first part because we immediately started making fun of all the candidates. But they had the uh, when they were deciding the, the, the lineups for this, they had yeah. like an NBA draft lottery style sure. thing yeah. 
where they were just like watching the ping pong balls go through and they're just like, I wonder who's going to make this debate. Amy Klobuchar in the first debate. Oh, my God. Everyone on the panel. Let's hear, yeah. hear about like, Amy Klobuchar. Amy Klobuchar. Oh, oh, Amy Klobuchar. Uh, but, like the sportsification of this, this would be like the prior to the all-star game, you have like the NBA dunk contest mm-hmm. or the three point mm-hmm. shooting or like they used to have a two ball thing with like the WNBA players too. Sure. Yeah. That game they were trying to get going two ball. I think I have no idea what yeah. that is. Anywho, but this would be like the dunk contest version of the debate. Like where you Ooh, just have alternatively the- <laughs> dunk contest. Now we'd have to lower the rim a little have bit to be like a six foot rim. I'd like to see Bernie even try to dunk on a six foot rim. Beto so- literally doesn't even have to jump. He just started throwing. Oh, boom. He's like Michael Jordan. Boom, He's like, boom. Oh. <laughs> slamming on Bernie. Oh, it'd be great. It'd be amazing. Uh, yeah. Beto would be the type of person who would actually get the footage like in slow-mo. And then, like, <laughs> I believe I can play. Beto, don't play the R. Kelly, please, with the love of God. <laughs> Keep it out of your rotation. Something happened? Something happened to Robert? <laughs> I've been out of the loop recently. <laughs> oh, Beto, you're so far out of the news. Mm, mm. <laughs> Although, to be fair, it might be Joe Biden who does that. And he's just like, I am unashamed of my support. Has he thought about about changing his name? Maybe he could be Beto Kelly. (laughs) And everything would become better. All right. So one last alternative. Yeah. Bloodsport. Let's just put them all in. Gladiators. 20 go in, 10 come out. Those 10 get to go to the uh, debate. (laughs) Bear with me. 20 candidates, one line. Oh, and yo, here's the surprising oh. factor. At the end of the night, the camera slowly rises on a bloodied and cut Bernie Sanders as he drops his spear to the ground and roars out to the crowd, and they cheer him. And Donald Trump pees his pants in the White House. Like, who is this guy? Bernie rips his shirt open. <laughs> just cut. Just cut underneath the like shirt. Like fucking Ned Flanders. Like, fucking pulls the shirt open. He's like, there can be only one Islander. Oh, it's amazing. I love it. All right. That's the solution right there. We okay. fixed the debate. <laughs> we don't learn anything about the candidates, but we weren't going to anyway. So it we doesn't matter. Well, yes. We might as well have some fun. Alternatively, I know I know people who can do uh, amazing things with Premiere. I would love to see the video of this, no matter how it shakes out. If you could just do Bernie Sanders bloodied coming out of the Coliseum, <laughs> ripping his shirt open to a cut Ned Flanders chest. <laughs> It would be amazing, and I would love to see it. So, get on that. I think actually Bernie would love to see it too. Bernie walks out of the walks out of the arena all bloody and ripped, and he's just like, "We're gonna need universal health care for at least nineteen people." <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, to be fair, uh, some of them are senators and already have universal health care. So, mm. <laughs> poor Andrew Yang just going like, "Someone take me to urgent care. I don't have insurance." <laughs> Take me home. I got some alcohol and some bandages. I'll be fine. No, don't call the ambulance. I can't afford it. I have student loans. It's $25,000 that they call the ambulance. Don't you fucking dare. (laughs) Bertie, you call that ambulance. That's on you, buddy. You're paying for it. Oh, new bill, new bill idea from Andrew Lang, uh, Andrew Yang. If you call the ambulance, you got to pay for it. That's how that works. I said how, no. How sure are you on dying? That's how sure you should be of calling the ambulance. All right. Uh, uh, well, I think we solved a lot. Here. There we go. Yeah. So uh, keep an eye out for debate. I was worried this conversation was going to be a shit show, but I actually, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty well, happy with where we. Speaking of shit shows, yeah. uh, Trump had a rally this week. I'm sure that went super well. Um, <sighs> and uh, last week he lost his shit and ranted on Twitter at four congresswomen, including. Uh, 
one refugee and three American-born uh, congresswomen, and he told them to to go back to their countries. Yeah, and um, as discussed last week. And oh yeah, by the way, uh, one other thing I pulled out of that is not only told he, did he tell them to go back to his country, their countries, but later that was followed up by his, uh, I think Kellyanne or yeah. someone saying maybe they should go- have stayed and fixed their country, uh, which is ironic because three of them were born here, and that's exactly what they're trying to do. <laughs> so funny enough. Uh, anyway, uh, he had a rally this week, and uh, at the rally, a chant began: "Send her back or send them back." Send her. Uh, back. Send them back. I think actually. Send was, them back. Yeah. And uh, that did not be. That wasn't accepted very well by the by the mainstream media, the mm-hmm. fake news. No, I don't think that was accepted by anyone very well. Oh yeah, well I, Congress as well. <laughs> I love. Uh, uh, how much would you love to have like a job where you don't ever have to talk about all the shit you don't want to talk about? Like oh, yeah. we we have a podcast. Like say I was like uh, in the news. Like I was in Variety for like. I don't know, killing a prostitute or something like that, right? And then we have the no, podcast. No, I killed that. I killed that story. It's fine. <laughs> and then we have the podcast the next week, and everyone's just like, "I wonder if he's going to talk about it." And it's just like, "No, I'm not talking about it. Never, never going to have to talk about it." Nope, nope. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, this is the <laughs> this is the sad end of our presidency. I, I made the 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 thing like this is the moment in your childhood where you lose your innocence. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, yeah the we're, parents. Yeah, yeah, we're definitely at the point in. The presidency where it doesn't like we've lost any semblance of like we have to respect this office above all else, no matter who's in it and blah, 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 because mm-hmm. it, it it's just a joke. Like and I, I was talking to somebody about this recently where I was like, well, we were talking about because uh, uh, the women's national team had just won the World Cup and like mm-hmm. they weren't going to go to the White House. And I was like, even if there was like even if you were like a democratic institution like the U.S. women's national team. Like you, you are even if it was Bush. Like you'd go to the White House. Yes. Like yeah. You wouldn't. You you might have some little thing to say about like oh, I don't appreciate the man, but you know I appreciate the office. Respect and, the office. Yeah. yeah. If the president invites you to the White House, then you have to go. But now like, that's all out the window because nobody nobody fucking respects Trump, uh, and it you don't want to. Even going to the White House seems like encouraging this behavior in yeah. some sort of way. So I, I don't like, want to give him any good yeah. press. He, I don't want to get the good press of me being there. And I, I mean, honestly, like uh, uh, Rob's spoken of his hatred of John McCain in the past, uh, <laughs> but we we both agree on this one. There was the moment in the debate where some woman was just like, "I'm scared of Obama. I'm scared he's a Muslim." Like McCain, to his to his great credit, like. Stopped her right there. Yeah. He, he's it's just like, like whoa, no, whoa, 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 whoa. ma'am, he, we disagree. We have different political ideologies, but he, he is a good person. Like, yeah. He's not he's not everything that the news says he is. And, and he's not a Muslim. He's not he's a Muslim. A, yeah. he's, a, he's a Christian. Like and uh, we just disagree. This is all this is the only difference. Like he's not an evil person. Yeah. And like that hurt John McCain with like Republicans for a while. Like mm-hmm. there were some people who were just like, we want you to take Obama out like. That we we want you to like go for the jugular and stuff yeah, like that. But but McCain knew like this wasn't going to work out well if he just started going like you know like oh, I think he's a Muslim too, ma'am. Well, you lose cons- like, you lose the middle ground. You yeah. lose those uh these Republicans, <laughs> the never Trumpers. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I, there were never Trumpers then back then. Well, they were they were what be- uh, McCain later became never, never Trumpers. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The uh the idealistic center right, I guess, if you were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 
The ones that are just like, oh right. man, I, I don't I don't care for Paul Ryan, but he's trying to do things. Yeah. I can appreciate his efforts, but not his, how he carries himself, you know? Yeah. But wait, those days are gone. Yeah. Those days are for our long gone. Yeah, long gone. Uh, now we have a guy who uh, will sit in front of the press and say, listen, uh, when that chant started, I tried to calm it down. <laughs> and did everything I could to stop it. Even though there is film of him basking in the glow of the chant. Uh, there, are, there are WWE wrestlers who do less when the crowd starts chanting than he way, did. Now that you say that, he looked a lot like The Rock. Yeah. Where he's, The Rock's like... Yeah, he's like so... Everyone's just like, rock, rock, rock. Yeah, that's right. It's like the moment right before he's like, and finally, The Rock has come back to Miami. And the crowd goes wild. Have you not watched wrestling? (laughs) And finally, The Rock has come back to Miami. (laughs) I was trying to save us a little time. If you wanted to do it again. The the basking is in that moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. It's it's very true. There is. So. Uh, nonetheless, uh, Trump basked in the cheers of racists as they said, send them back, send them back, uh, and then a- uh, rolled it back and said, oh, I didn't. And uh, The Daily Show, to their credit, uh, you know, I'm not a huge fan of The Daily Show anymore. Uh, not No John Stewart uh, made a difference for me. But um, they did a, a wonderful little tweet, uh, <laughs> a hashtag thing, where it was, uh, what's longer than... 13 long- seconds. Longer than 13 seconds. Yeah, because that's how long Trump basked and the yeah. crowd chanting. And... Uh, uh, it didn't. By the way, Trump didn't look like at any point during this moment he was just like there was no like he uh, wasn't like upset. On, it on, was like, on. come on, guys, don't fucking do that. Yeah, like when the when the uh, <laughs> he didn't ever have the look of like the Ravens when uh, Joe Flacco got hurt and the crowd cheered. Yeah, like the yeah, other yeah. players on the team were just like, come on, guys, this is fucked up. You're cheering yeah. somebody's injury just because you want the backup quarterback. That, that's really fucked up. Like Trump didn't look out of the crowd going like, I'm disappointed in all you. Like, I think he did a. He's just like, oh, they seem to like it. What I said seems to have hit them in some sort of primal manner. Yes, yes. Um, so anyway, uh, I know that uh, Congress has a hard time with this, uh, less than the European leaders, but I feel confident in saying Trump is a racist, uh, <laughs> and uh, he will do everything that he can uh, to continue to operate the way that he's been operating. And... Somebody should probably do something about that. I know that uh, Congress is now talking about censuring him. Uh, certainly, they took a vote. Just on goddamn the- impeach him already. Yeah, like, yeah see, by just the way, fucking do it. Like- None of that means anything. Censuring doesn't mean anything. It means he can't come to Congress and speak. I mean, it- so Mueller, for instance, could yeah. have been up here a lot quicker if you would have just said we're opening up impeachment <laughs> investigation into the president. Then. All your all your subpoenas immediately get answered when they're and tied to a to an impeachment process. Funny how that works. And I don't give a shit whether or not there there's like a real like uh, it, just drag people up there every two weeks and embarrass Trump for you know like we we accept that when your charges get to the Senate they're they going to fail. Not they I, will not succeed. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, but I would like to just have people's names associated with the record of where they stood on this. Yep. Because then if you're just like. Uh, you know, say you're a middle of the road conservative in Maine, and mm-hmm. you don't like Trump, and you think that Trump's a dangerous president and stuff like that. Right. And Susan Collins votes no on impeaching Trump. 
then she has to go back to Maine and explain herself to right. that person who is probably now not going to vote for her. It was like kind of on like, well, she's straddling a weird line. She's trying to do her best. But like, no, this you is the chance. opportunity to actually get the president out of office and yep. you didn't take it. And why? If he's so clearly unfit for office, why are you allowing him to stay? Oh, and, and then how, she has to defend her vote on that. How about this? Call Susan Collins. Call Lindsey Graham. Yeah. Be like, you've been in the room with him when some discussions have happened. Have you found him to be in possession of all his faculties? Yeah. Like, that you have made statements before about his behavior, especially, by the way, Lindsey Graham, who called him, like, a race-baiting xenophobe at yeah. some point. Like, call Lindsey Graham. Oh, how, the, oh, how the turns have tabled. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Call them in there, make them testify, and then when they go to the Senate and they vote no, be like, you now have to go home and run and say, I had, I testified to this, that it was truthful, I then voted no, and now I have to come explain to you why there are those two things in well, the way. And, I mean, like, this is a popular thing to do in criminal charges, more of this to be discussed later, Yeah, but the idea of stacking charges is yes. a wonderful idea as well, because... There, there's evidence that uh, Trump improperly used campaign fi- funds during the during running for office, both in the primary and the the general election. Mm-hmm. There seems to be impropriety with his. Uh, <laughs> Whoops! Sorry, guys. There seems, there seems to be impropriety with uh, the inauguration fund. Yes, and how much money seemed to go into that thing, and how much money was spent on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of talk about uh, the various different ways where he's profiting from being president and having properties that people visit mm-hmm. and like spend a lot of money on it to show good favor for tr- the Trump presidency and things like this. Strange. But these are all things that could be examined within the scope of an impeachment, you know, and maybe you just find out that like, uh, at, you know, they raised so much money for the inauguration and they started just giving out thousand dollar checks to, you know, Trump family members. Maybe, or you know, like, yeah, there's no, like, no wait, nobody's Don bothered Jr. to look into this. Don so. Jr. got an appearance fee for the inauguration of his father. He got a $50,000 appearance fee? At hmm, the that's inaug- strange. <laughs> wait, the president got an appearance fee for his inauguration? He's supposed to be there. He's the only one who needs... I'm sorry, man, Chief Justice as well, I guess. Yeah. But like, he's the only one you who needs to be there. You could do it with two people. Yeah. Mm. What, are you, what are we doing You don't here, even need, necessarily need the Chief Justice. I mean, like... To, to be fair, <laughs> you just give him a speech and then go yeah. meet the Chief Justice later. When, you know, when Obama botched his speech... Anybody who can hold the Bible for you is yeah. good enough. I mean, when, like, when Obama botched his speech, they actually went back to the White House, did it again with the Chief Justice. <laughs> so, you know, not the speech. He botched the... Uh, Oath of office. Yeah, yeah. They went back and did it again just to make sure it was good to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, we could talk all day about Trump and uh, how uh, how dumb he is. Oh, Kate has joined the podcast. Kate says, hey, guys. Hi. Hi Kate. Thanks for joining us. Um, we are running short on time. We're a little long already. Uh, I want to make sure that we get down to the Baltimore corner. So uh, are you ready to take a little uh, stroll? Yeah. On down to the Baltimore corner. Where you get the straight dope. All right. I was like, when there's silence and you can hear Rob hitting off the vape. Yes. <laughs> mm. Um. So there's really only one story for me. Now I know that, that we have two things on the agenda, but there's yeah. one story for me coming out of Baltimore, and that of course is the Keith Davis trial, trial number four, I believe, maybe mm-hmm. five. Four. Is it four? No. Well, so we had the trial about the other thing. This is the fourth murder trial, but he oh, beat maybe. the rap on the armed robbery trial. That was the first trial. And he beat everything except for being in a possession of a handgun. 
or uh, felon in possession of a handgun. Yeah. Even though the jury gave him an acquittal on everything, including owning a handgun, shooting a handgun, having a handgun. Yeah. Like everything except for a felon in possession of a handgun, which is very strange. But nonetheless, uh, now he's on trial for murder. Talk about stacking the charges. That's yeah. Just yeah. Another example of that. There you go. Uh, now, uh, murder trial four is underway in Baltimore. And we are finding out that, Corey, I don't know if you're surprised about this. Baltimore cops, a little corrupt. What? Yes. Who would have thought? Who would have no, thought? No, not my Baltimore Police Department. Strange. Uh, so it turns out uh, most of the time of the, these first uh, four days of the trial, five days of the trial, have been spent on motions because the defense is basically addressing all of the evidentiary problems that have occurred, all the witness statements that have been inconsistent. And every time there's a witness, they have to basically release the jury back to the jury room so that they can argue about. So this is the fourth time this person's appeared. They've given three statements that have all been inconsistent with each other. And we think that they shouldn't be allowed to testify because who knows? We have no idea what they're going to say. Or and this person wasn't available for the first three trials and just suddenly became they? available now because of a Brady violation. Yes. So mm, strange. Uh, or we never mentioned this person at all. Uh, and we don't want them to testify. And one of your witnesses just brought their name up. So, People in the community researched, found the person, and we went and interviewed them, and this is what they're going to say. So it is a shit show right now. Yeah. And I just have to, I mean, so if you're not listening, you should be listening to the Undisclosed Podcast. This current series is on Keith Davis. There's an earlier five or six episode section about the history of the trial. Now they're doing the trial right now. Um, please go listen to it. It is yeah. absolutely ridiculous. And I just have to say, like, what is Marilyn Mosby thinking right now i think that she almost got her hide handed to her when she tried to charge the cops on the freddie gray thing right yeah uh, a trial that if she would have been serious about she could have probably not necessarily won mm. but have done a better job of portraying the police like i i feel like if the mosby prosecution was as good as the undisclosed version of the freddie gray <laughs> yes. story yeah then we could have been walking out of that whole endeavor going like wow those cops just got away with something like, even, even if they do even get if off. they did get off yes. we, you could just be like wow uh i don't know if any one of them is guilty enough to go to jail but this whole fucking organization is guilty of something now, like, and here's the better version instead of being so hard give somebody a fucking deal to get them to talk. Yeah. Because when she just said... <laughs> Give Caesar Goodson like a get-out-of-jail-free card. When she says like, there's going to be no deals, everyone's going to trial, then it's like, okay, so we're all just going to be blue-lining it up over here, right? Yeah. So, cool. Good. But if you tell Caesar Goodson, like, man, you are looking at, I don't know, what, 15, 20 years? But uh, I might knock, down that, uh, knock that down to no time if you're willing to testify about what you know. Yeah. And you have something good. Great. Okay. And now we at least get two or three of them on something. Yeah. And you get the chance to prove how. Well, it's also amazing how, how long it took to bring down GTTF people. Yeah. Like when there were obvious like concerns about what was going on for months prior to. Yeah. Any kind of charges being brought. Like people in the streets knew what was going on with those people and just nobody wanted to believe it. And then that that's the thing that's like amazing to me. Like so. uh <laughs> Mosby decides to prosecute the Freddie Gray six, which is uh, uh, gives her instant spotlight, but it also puts a target on her back. Mm -hmm. And it seems that with Keith Davis happening 
pretty much immediately after the whole thing. Yep. Uh, like after Freddie Gray had sort of calmed down a bit and like things went back to normal, if you will. Uh, that was air quotes, normal. Mm-hmm. Um, normal for Baltimore. Yeah. There there seemed to be a, we shot this guy and you're going to defend us or <laughs> or else we're going to make your life miserable. And she was just like, I can't charge the cops twice. I can't, I can't be on this side twice. I have to take one for the team here and, and defend this charge. Yeah. And going at it four times, I think mostly because, like, honestly, I think a lot of this trial is uh, Marilyn Mosby's fucking sick of Kelly Davis, like, keeping, oh. <laughs> being being real annoying. Yeah, Kelly Davis. And that's the, totally her right. I, she should be annoying. She, she is yeah. wonderful at doing it. And that's exactly what's needed at this moment. Yes. But I also think that Marilyn Mosby is just like, this fucking bitch is going to come at she, me again. She literally shows up wherever Marilyn Mosby is yeah. and just, like, screams, like, do you have any statement on Keith Davis Jr.? Yeah. And just ruins all yeah. her events, which is amazing. And Kelly yeah. should be applauded for that. So, and, like... Uh, Wednesday, they, the group that meets every Wednesday is yeah. out there. She's working with them, and they've been meeting for like 400 consecutive Wednesdays, which is a damn lot. It's like of the Wednesdays. West Wednesdays. West or Wednesdays, yeah. yeah. So, um, man, there, there's anyway. We're get, we're now in week one. They're saying it's probably going to go three weeks. Uh, the state has not had a good time through this first week because it's just basically been like on on its heels of like, all right, so we're going to put on this witness. This is what he's going to say. Oh, nope. Motion to suppress that motion to suppress that. Yeah. And now let's argue mm-hmm. about whether the witness can even testify. And Oh, by the way, your guy testified to this yesterday. Uh, he le- mm-hmm. he said a name and we didn't recognize it. So then we did research overnight. We actually contacted him this morning. Trial starts at 10. I just rolled in from Roland park where I interviewed that guy. Uh, and here's what he had to say. And this is why this guy should not be allowed to continue testifying. Cause he actually isn't the person who did anything. Yeah. Like, oh, all right, so today's not going to go exactly how I planned. Um, well, and cool. here's the other thing: like, uh, mo- uh, almost any trial that like actually gets played out, and like you know, not like parking tickets and stuff like that, but like real trials are won or lost in pretrial motions. Usually, yeah. So this is where the most important things are going to come in because we're going to find out what's going to be allowed, what's going to be able well, to be talked about, what's that was already done being suppressed, and yeah, that was already done. The problem is pretrial is done. The, the trial is underway. The problem is they are uncovering new evidence yeah. <laughs> during the trial. And now it's like, hey, so we didn't bring this up before the trial because um, they hit it. Yeah. So what are we going <laughs> to do about this? We found it in a minimal envelope signed uh, Brady violations. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, again, listen to the, the Undisclosed podcast. They do a great job of explaining what a Brady violation is. But essentially, if the state doesn't give you something, they should not be able to use it or anything that they discovered because of it down the road. Um, And oftentimes it leads to mistrials, which then lead to non um, trials because they're like, all right, so mistrial. Now, how are we going to get around not using this next time? Yeah. And we can't. So, well, the one, the one in this, this episode, the most recent episode of undisclosed here, where they were talking about the video of, the guy fu- did you get to that point yet uh, that's exactly where i am yeah. but it's okay you can spoil it a little bit for me there's a video coming from a store or something right there, yeah yeah right? so like uh the police said they looked to see if there was any video of uh the moment that what was the the name of the security kevin guy? jones kevin jones yep. uh part of part of the keith davis jr cases uh this earlier murder of kevin jones mm-hmm. a pimlico security well no that's officer. what he's on trial for right now yeah. yeah yeah oh i know but i'm saying like 
the when he was initially arrested, it was because of the ar- armed the robbery, robbery and the chasing him into the yes. the garage and, and shooting, shooting at him, him yeah. many times. Yes. But then they they added on after the fact charges of the, uh, the murder. murder of yeah. Kevin Jones, um, and the police along the entire time had been saying. Uh, there's no video. There's plenty of security cameras around, but one of them was like pointing at a tree and I saw it and there's nothing to see there. So we didn't even bother to provide it. And then you find out that there is a video yep. <laughs> that the police had seen yep. where it shows somebody who is following Kevin Jones and like putting on a ski mask, even though I, you couldn't tell who it was, but you could kind of tell it's not Keith Davis. Yes. Jr. <laughs> like uh, you could You could see enough that it wasn't like. Just like you wouldn't confuse me with like Richard Simmons, for instance. Right. Like yeah. if I was on trial for murder and you saw somebody that looked like Richard Simmons, like walking towards yeah, I mean, camera, you'd be like, that doesn't look like Corey. I don't think it is. Yeah. Uh, by the way, in the armed robbery trial, the guy, the one that Keith beat all of the charges, um, the guy said uh, or the state asked him, is that person in the courtroom today? And he was like, yeah, no, he's not here. And he was just like. He's not the man sitting at defense table right next to that attorney. And he's like, mm, I don't have my glasses with me right now, but I don't. And they're like, can to we get your glasses for you? I can't see very well without my glasses. It's just like, all right, here's your glasses. It's like, I was also drunk that morning. He literally got up, walked over to defense table and got like this close to Keith Davis and was just like, no, nah, that's not him. Um, the guy had uh, longer hair and his uh, skin was uh, much darker than this gentleman. And then the ski mask guy, darker skin, yeah. dreadlocks. So right. now they're saying that these two crimes may in fact be connected. But just but not Keith Davis not Jr. Not Keith Davis Jr., <laughs> yeah. who the police chased and shot. And now we're looking to pin something on uh, so that he could have a reason to be shot. Uh, they found a gun on top of the fridge, mm. uh, which at the time when they said... The last shots were fired. Someone already has testified to the fact that they could see in the garage and see him laying on the ground in pain, and they told him to get rid of the gun. So that means that he, after being shot... (laughs) Hurled it up onto the fridge. (laughs) No, because it was placed exactly where it needed to be. So he stood up, hobbled over to the fridge, put the gun down, Despite nearly being dead. (laughs) Yes, hobbled back and laid back down, um, and then they found it. Or, alternatively, you know... Uh, maybe a Baltimore police officer reached into his back pocket, wrapped a uh, handkerchief around a gun that he wait already a, had. Tossed wait a minute. That doesn't sound like the Baltimore. Oh, wait a minute. It is the Baltimore it police. It actually <laughs> is everything that they do. So, yeah. Um, so that's uh, horrible. And uh, I'm going to be following this trial for the next few weeks. You all should be following it as well because uh, I hope that you all don't learn what I learned long ago, that the system is broken and that there's a chance that he is about to go to jail for a crime that he clearly did not commit because there is a jury there and uh, juries are fickle. So yeah. I guess we'll see. Um, and I do want to touch on the last topic just quickly uh, because maybe this will change uh, because the new commissioner, uh, Commissioner Harris, Harris? Harrison. Harrison. Um, Michael Harrison. Michael Harrison has announced that he now has a five-year crime reduction plan that will be tied to a five-year police reform plan. Uh, Jane Miller, who's been a longtime reporter in Baltimore, uh, tweeted out that she has never in her time there known a police commissioner to put out a reform plan and a uh, crime plan at the same time or really at all. Mm -hmm. Uh, The mayor will occasionally put out those kind of plans, uh, but we're not going to get that from Jack Young and his. um, Though Jack Young said he's thinking about maybe running for 
mayor. Oh. He's a, surprise, uh, surprise. Uh, turns out he uh, kind of likes the job. Like, oh, maybe I can do this full time. Yeah, we hear that from a lot of people, don't we? Nobody yeah. seems to be getting on my case about my book sales. So mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> why can't I be mayor? Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I, nonetheless, the plan is not coming from him. It's coming from the commissioner. And I know that uh, we had talked about this on a previous show, and we talked about in the pre-show meeting about, like, listen, like, let's let's give him some time and let's see what he comes up with. It didn't seem like he was doing much. But then all of a sudden, it's like, dick on the table. Here we go. Yeah, I mean, I still don't know if we're at a dick on the table moment here with him. Well, I mean, but... Uh, He's doing something, plan which out, is nice. Right? Yeah. I mean, I, I feel bad because it... it you want him to just do something right away. You wanted to have him to have like a plan going in, but it seems like he wanted to sort of like see how things operated before he started to get into it, into the specifics and stuff yeah. like that, which is fine. Um, I, It's one of those things like I find myself saying this a lot with people who I'm not quite sure about, which is like, well, we got to we got to just give them a chance. We got to like not criticize them all the time and just let them sort of do what they want to do. And then we'll find out whether or not they're made of it. Yeah. After the fact, you know, again, that's sort of where we're at with Harrison, like where I feel like we have to like, you know, he he seems to be an adult who came, came into this job with like ideals, but he hadn't put together a specific plan and we had to wait for him to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And now he seems to have done it. So let's see how it works. I mean, like that's basically, and that's all we can do. Yeah. I mean, like, Um, you know, there's no point in like criticizing him right now without knowing any of the details of the plan. Uh, but, you know, well, it, this is the type of thing like where you just have to wait a little while and find out if, whether or not... It, it, the same thing happened when when Pew took office. Yeah. Me and you both said, like, oh, I don't know if I necessarily trust her to do this great job with the city. Turns out you're right. But yeah. Yeah. we have to give her a chance. We have to, like, give her some time where we're not criticizing her to see if she how she does. And then she immediately made us all look like idiots. Yeah. So it's, I will say, though, a plan is a good first step because it seems like nobody in Baltimore really plans anything out. So, a good first step. <laughs> I think the city motto in Baltimore is, eh, we'll just wing it. Eh, it'll be fine. <laughs> Shared. Yeah. Uh, I, honestly, that might, uh, that might be our motto, too. Sometimes <laughs> we just jump right in here and uh, talk about the Democratic candidates and being in a coliseum for an hour. So. Oh, the anthem. Fuck it. We'll do it live. <laughs> Fuck it. We'll do it live. <laughs> yes. Well, speaking of doing it live, you know where else you can find live content that's later repackaged for view. <laughs> not live. <laughs> not live. Where's that? Oh, the anthem.com. Anthem.com the anthem on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and the listener line, 443-219-7595. What's that number again? 443-219-7595. That was an example of me just flying off the seat of my pants and just making up things as it was going along. There you go. Yeah. Yep. That's what we do. More of that can be found at CoreyBakerFilmmaker.com. Uh... The reviews are available on YouTube, uh, facebook.com forward slash Corey Baker film at Legend CB5 on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, this is going all over the place. Uh, I did record a review for yesterday. Mm-hmm. I just haven't had a chance to edit it and release it yet, but I think that will come Monday, followed by the Alamo Draft House Lion roar. King. <laughs> that was my uh, Simba Roar. My baby Simba Roar. <laughs> roar. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't cast you in this thing. I know, right? Fuck Donald Glover, am I right? Yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, uh, yesterday review and Lion King review coming up in the next two reviews. Uh, so check them out. I completely forgot that we saw yesterday already. <laughs> Not that it's a forgettable movie cause it's a, it's a good movie, but, uh, it's been a bit of a week. So. I love Lily James. That's all I'm gonna, that's, that's the one thing 
we can take from that. Yeah, that movie. yeah. So uh, check out the review to uh, hear Corey gush about Lily <laughs> James for a while. Of course, you can find all of my stuff at Robert and Cheek on uh, all your social media. You can check out robertandcheek.com where you can find links to my political blog, the news website, and the books, which are available on Amazon. Buy those books. And uh, September coming up fast. <laughs> Got to get that writing done. Got a lot of stuff done. All right, hey, ambitious goal for two bu- or for four books in a year. We've hit first quarter, second quarter. Now we're aiming for third quarter. It's, it's ambitious. Uh, I'm supposed to have a new one out at the end of the year. Mm. I've not yet started. <laughs> so should probably get on that. Yeah. We'll see. Anyway. All right. Well, see how it goes. Yeah, sure. Anyway, I think we've done good okay, here we'll today. Do it live. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Yes. I think we've done good here today. We've done something. I don't know if it's good. But as always, you're listening to the O the Anthem podcast, part of the O the Anthem Digital Network. For Corey, this is Rob. Have a great week, everybody. <laughs> Next you'll see me, I'll have a dry tan from my Phoenix adventures. Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> by the way, uh also for his red uh carpet experience, you can't really tell because he hasn't styled it, but haircut from yeah. Corey. Look at that. It looks just as wild, but uh, without the headphones, it's not. It's The headphones not, aren't controlling it. It's just there ain't, no, there ain't no product in it right now, so yeah, it's, just, yeah, uh, yeah. it's, it's a, a little curled. So everybody give him a little encouragement so that uh, he keeps <laughs> it looking like an adult and not like the teenager that it usually looks like. I'm going to grow it out till it's eight feet tall. <laughs> wow.